This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. All right, final hour of Lake Show News Talk 830 WCCO. Friend of the show, Charles Holman, Minnesota's Postal Recorder. He's joining us now. I want to talk a little college basketball as well as um, a very serious uh, story that we saw uh, coming out of Lansing last night and the, the campus, uh, Michigan State University. And I want to start actually with that. And, Charles, I appreciate your time and coming on the show this evening and, you know, you being a, a Michigan guy. Um, just your initial thoughts, man, when you saw the news that was um, uh, emanating last night and coming out all over the news and airwaves, and I know immediately in that moment um, I reached out to Crystal Flynn to, to check on her because I know that her son Trey is, is, at, um, is at Michigan State. But, uh, you know, that's your home state, man. What, what, what are you making of, of that story and, and how tragic that is? Well, it's also my home school, so it's it's, it's definitely uh it was definitely a hard thing to learn about last night, and I stayed up to about two in the morning just trying to keep uh, abreast on what's going on. Uh, you know, the shooting, the, where the shootings took place. I know those buildings well. Uh, our prayers definitely for the young people, the families of the, the ones who lost their lives and the ones that are still in danger in terms of uh, in the hospital. Uh, I just hope there's not a rush to judgment. I heard a guy today talking about they need to lock up all the buildings and make sure only people, only students get in. Uh, that's, that's getting too extreme. I think yes, get, yes, yes, tap things down. Yes. Find out what's going on. Yes. Get, the campus back to some kind of normalcy before we start making those drastic decisions. But, you know, it's sad and we'll never know what made this young man do what he did because he took his own life. And that's the hardest thing that we'll never know why he decided to choose last night to go and shoot up the campus of uh, Michigan state university. That's just, we don't understand and what connection he had to those, those young people, if any, to do what he did. So, but it also shows that we still need gun control. Yeah. We, we need the, we need the people can't get the guns that easily. And I'm tired of hearing that stuff about, I have friends with hunters and they don't care if it took them seven months to get clear, to get, to use their gun because they use it for the right reason. We got too many things. People use it for the wrong reason. They are too easily to be gotten. And uh, and I'm tired of people not taking that more seriously. How many more deaths we going to have? How many more blood baths we got to have before we have politicians finally get off the stick and start really doing something seriously? And we've had some crazy things happen the last few days. I mean, just uh, you know, the young man in in in, in St. Paul, Ed Harding, you know, yep. It's just it's just crazy. I mean, I, I talked to my players today. Just I told them to be careful, go straight home. Don't. 
There's just too many things going on. Those young people last night, I'm pretty sure they didn't think they were going to lose their life last night. I thought they were just they were just a number, another day in life of, of a college student, and now they're no longer around. So, yeah, I'm glad the trade's all right. Um, I don't have anybody I know still at Michigan State. But yeah, I was about to ask you about that, yeah. Yeah, the people that I that that I know had graduated. That uh, I had some friends who had children there. They have graduated. So, uh, but I have been keeping abreast of it because I do have some friends that live in the area. So they told me they all right and everything is fine. So it's crazy because uh, well, Michigan State campus is not a is not a isolated place. I mean, it's right there in the city. So therefore, it's easy to get in, easy to get out, and so therefore, you know. Well. Let, let me let me touch on something that you just brought up a, a couple of minutes ago, and and I agree with you. I, I think it is uh, ridiculous and it's unacceptable for for people to think. Um, if there are people out there that think that we just got to shut everything down, like this is not how this works. Like college institutions are their their educational facilities of higher learning, and they should be open and accessible to people. So so if 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 we're saying that that is going to be the fallback plan on how we're going to control all of this, that's just not that's not reasonable at all. No, it's not. Oh, it was a, some former FBI guy. He was on one of the shows this morning talking about you know I have these ex, these extreme measures. You know, the building that one of the uh, one of the kids was was killed. The union, the student union, it has as access to the street as well as access to the campus. You know, so you can come in one door and go out the other. You, you gonna cut that? You gonna shut that down because uh, something happened that's tragic? Uh, I think we gotta we gotta you know step on the brakes. Just sort this thing out first before we make those kind of limited access. Listen, this is the, this is the, this is the thing that so gets me, Charles. That you're that you're mentioning that you're talking about this in terms of like shutting stuff down or people saying that. And on one hand, we have people talking about. You're not going to take my guns, Second mm-hmm. Amendment. And now we're going to talk about shutting down campuses? Like, which one is it when we're talking about freedom? Yeah, it's, 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 it's that extreme. It's that extreme. You know, yes, be common sense about this. We need to get rid of, we need to find a way to have a limited access to guns so easily. And that's the problem that we have in this country. And why can't we solve that problem? Because we have politicians who wants to who wants to say that the Second Amendment is such such a high and mighty type of document that we can't can't modify that, can't amend that. And then we misuse the Second Amendment. The Second Amendment does not guarantee you the right to gun. It guarantees you the right to bear arms in the case of a of a of a of a, of a, of a, of a insurrection or something like that. Mm-hmm. Not to just have a gun. Just to have one, I mean, Henry. I mean, do you need a gun to walk around the street? No. Do I need a gun to walk around the street? I hope so not. Who need, if you have to have a gun, you must be doing something bad, okay? Because I know people. My son's a hunter. Uh, he don't carry a gun with him all the time. He carries a gun when he's hunting because that's what he uses for. So it's just uh, when I heard that guy this morning saying that. It was on MSNBC. I was really upset. Because, <laughs> okay, okay. My camp, this is a campus that I grew up on. I spent seven years of my life at. You know, going for a master's. Now I won seven years, like like Ludo in a uh, animal house. But I was. <laughs> 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 but but you know, okay. And people came in all the time. You know, it it was always it was a free. You know, people came in all the time. It's part of the community. It's not just a 
isolated a campus, a moat. We yep. don't build a moat around it, so now people can't come in. No, that's that's stupid. So, and again, we need to just pray. We need to pray about for the young people, not not only the young people that survived, but that whole campus right now. That's a fear. I mean, oh my God, I, I oh I don't. Well, let, well, let me stay. Let me stay with this. And we're talking to Charles Holman from uh, Minnesota Sports Recorder here on the Late Show on News Talk eight three zero WCC. I know we're going to talk some basketball stuff here in a, in a minute, but I, I want to stick with this for a second. Everybody understands that this is not just a sports show. This is um, we talk about what people are talking about, and we talk about whatever I want to talk about. Show some nights we're going to talk all sports. Some nights we might not talk no sports. This is how it rolls with me. But I want to ask you this because you brought up Harding, okay? The St. Paul School Board voted to eliminate school resource officers in June of 2020. Now, we know why that happened. It happened after George Floyd. We know what happened in Minneapolis and all that. My question to you is this. Do you think that that is the right way to go about that particular part of this process? Because I don't think that it is. As much as um, I'm critical of law enforcement and things that happen with law uh, enforcement and police officers – uh, all across the country, okay, um, and I'm not trying to paint every cop as a bad cop, but we know that we have issues in policing in this country, and if you you if you don't believe that, then you need to get your head up out of your butt. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, I do believe that the school resource officers should be in these schools. Uh, now you know I'm in, you know I'm involved in in high school athletics, and those those. School resource officers, you know, Minneapolis don't have them anymore. No, nope. they have. They are just like teachers and counselors. Yes, you, you don't see them as policemen because they're there to get to know the students. And so, if something and and the head off things, is things happen. But when you pull them out the room, pull them out. I mean, we we don't have them in the Minneapolis schools right now. And so, therefore, things have been happening in the school buildings this year that probably would not have happened as much. If we had the school resource officer in the building who knows the kids, know the know when things are happening and, and things might be brewing up and can head that off before it gets too too out of hand, uh, when you lose that contact, I mean that's you know. But again, we we rush to judgment. Take all the police out of out of schools, okay? So now you got problems in the schools, and now you're going to have and then it's going to be even more so a problem because now you got to go back and try to bring them. I, I heard that the St. Paul is now bringing them back in in certain schools. But we'll see that become a problem again, Henry, because now those new officers going to have to re- rebuild relationships that that they didn't have before yep. because the relationships got broken off when you took the took the officers out, and you're going to have that fear factor, you're going to have suspicion on that and stuff. You know that we and, you know, people make too many decisions that don't make sense sometimes. Yes, <laughs> you know they really don't, and especially. You know, and the safety of, of children, safety of kids. Uh, but, you know, here we go. The next thing you know, they can talk about putting metal detectors uh, yep. and stuff like that. It, then that become, then you become a, a prisoner. And school's not a prison. School is a place of learning and growing and maturing. And, yes, incidents happen. But, yes, find out why that young man did what he did in St. Paul. Yes, find out. We can't find out what happened in, in, in East Lansing, but because the person took his own life. Yep. But yes, find out what caused that. Yep. And yes, yes, not do the, yes, do, yes, leave less on the effect and more on the cause. Yep. What caused that? And yes, I solved that. That's yep. what I believe. In. Hey, Charles, hey, hey, let, let me, let, let's, let's take a break right here. We'll put you on hold and then come back and then we'll talk uh, basketball on the other side. Are you cool with that?
Oh, very much. <laughs> okay. All right, we'll do that next. Charles Holman from the Explosive Recorder. He joins us here on the Lake Show. All right, it's been a rough season to this point, college basketball-wise, for both squads at the University of Minnesota. Golden Gophers are struggling. Uh, Lindsey Wayland's squad, Ben Johnson's squad, both are. Um, I talked to Ben, what was it? Um, or actually, we were texting about a week and a half ago, and it was just more me on some positive stuff with them. Um, Charles, talking to Charles Hallman from the uh, Minnesota Sportsman Recorder here on the Lake Show. Um, just because, man, I, I know Ben, man. Ben wants to win. He wants to win at a high level. Um, he needs talent. Um, he's battled injuries this year. He's had the COVID stuff. And now they're dealing with the situation where they won't play against Michigan State. So it's been a rough year. I'll start with him. All right, let's, let's start with the men, and then we'll get to the uh, to Lindsey squad and, and, and the females. What, what, what are you seeing this season from the, the men's program? Because I, I, it was cool being here in the studio, and I'm sitting up and I'm watching. I think it was like FS1 one night, and they pulled off the upset of Ohio State. Um, and I thought that they were maybe turning the corner there. And that was by far, without question, the best game I'd ever seen Dawson Garcia play. Dawson Garcia has mm-hmm. been, he's been out now with, with the, uh, with the injury. But w- what do you make of, or how would you best describe the season that's, that's been for the Golden Gopher men? I would say they have snake bitten because, uh, they've had injuries. All season, then you had the COVID issue, and now you know now because the tragedy, not going to play. They're basically not going to play another week almost. Uh, just they, they just you know, and I know we keep saying it over and over again. They're young, mm-hmm. and 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 that's not an excuse. But like you gave Ben some uh, some encouragement. I gave Ben some encouragement after uh, Sunday's game. Yep. Oh no, was it Sunday's game or Saturday? Yeah, Sunday's game. Uh, you know, I just went up there and I said, "Look, man, your kids are playing hard." I watched them practice uh, last week, and I said, "For a team that's on a losing streak, their body language isn't like, damn, why are we here?" You know, yep. their body language is like, wow, they they up, they running, they they responded to coaching, they responded to what. Ben is saying and what the coaching staff is saying, and that's encouraging to me. And I just wish that the Minnesota fans would just be a little more patient. Mm-hmm. I know they want to win, but when you got a team that's this young and they are young, you can't get around that, and you are you are dependent on those young people who just played high school a year ago to now to, 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 to compete in one of the toughest conferences in the nation. You not you got you got to give them time to grow and develop and learn and grow and develop and learn and grow. And when I watched them practice last week, uh, Henry, and I saw those kids not putting their heads down mm-hmm. and not, you know, dragging, that showed me something. Because at this time of year, you can really tell when teams are really out of it. They ready to pack it up. They ready. To, hey, we done. We know we aren't going anywhere. I didn't see that those kids. You thought they was. You thought they was on nine game winning streak. The yeah. way they was playing at practice. So that's a credit to Ben and his and his coaching staff and how he's keeping those kids. He got those kids here. I, and I, all you gotta do is get some talent coming in. And I think that you'll see the improvement. Uh, you know, moving forward. I definitely want to see you know what some of the kids look like here that he's got that are freshmen next year as they continue to grow. I think that the Payne kid, he's got an NBA body. I think that he's got all the potential in the world. He's he's shown flashes at times. I know that when I went down, um, I took my father to one of the games um, 
specifically to see UAPB because my, my dad's a grad. And uh, that was the best game that Brayden Carrington played. And he was just, I mean, he, do, he looked good from the outside and shooting the basketball. So I just want to see the freshmen uh, continue to develop because it's not like they're absolutely void of talent. It's just like you mentioned, it's young talent. And you're right, they've been snake bitten this year. Oh, yeah. And, and, and also because they're going to make so much mistakes. And you have to let them play through that. Now, think about it, Henry. You, you, you and I have been around a long time. Is that if you have a veteran's ball club, those kids ain't playing that much. Okay? Mm-hmm. But because you press them in the service, they just have to learn on the fly. And you have to either, either you got to scratch your head and scream and holler at them, or you let them win through that or play through that and grow. And that's what practice becomes important because in the game situation you could take that game film and show them this is what you did now we got to improve on this and that's why i'm saying that i love way ben is coaching I, I really love the way he's coaching those kids he's trying to keep keep from being f- totally frustrated and that's why i talked to him a little bit after the game on sunday i said man i said keep your head up you know you didn't know it's gonna get better and he appreciated my words giving it to him because he you know ben's a good guy and he just gotta give him the chance you gotta give him the you wanted somebody here from Minnesota. You wanted somebody to bring in Minnesota kids. He's bringing them in, and now he hopefully get that big kid, the big kids from California, come in and then get some healthy. Another thing we haven't talked about: Jameson Battle has struggled this year. Mm-hmm. That injury that he got early has that didn't took help. him off his rhythm. Yep. Took him off his rhythm, and you, and we have an injury like that. You can't get that back. You know, just playing games. I mean, he lost a lot of time when. When his, his his rhythm just been off, and I, I, and now he's been struggling, and you know he's not going to tell you that, but he's struggling because he's trying to get back to where he was at the beginning of the season, and before that injury hit. So yeah, you know, I'm patient. I hope other people are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and, and nothing's going to happen to Ben uh, this uh, this at the end of this year. We know that he's going to be back next year, whatever. Um, they're going to have to show a lot of growth and development though um, into next season because it's going to be hard to. It's hard to be at the barn and there be not many people there in attendance and the team oh, struggle yeah. the way that it struggled this year into next year. But I want to ask you about Lindsey's squad because Lindsey's dealing with the same stuff. They're 2-12 and 12, um, and in, in the conference, 7-8 uh, and eight yeah. overall. What do you make of what's going on with Lindsey? Now, now Lindsey's in a little bit of a different situation because Lindsey's had more time than Ben. She's been there longer. Um, I do like some of the talent that she has. I mean, she got some she got some young girls there that can that can flat out hoop. It just has not resulted in 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 wins. Yeah, uh, well also, you know, Lindsay got hit like Ben did. She the transfer portal hit her the last couple of years. So she lost some players that would have would have been here this year, would have been seasoned players. The same same thing again. You got young players who last year was playing high school basketball. Now they playing in you think the men's side is tough. The women's Big Ten, it might be the hardest conference in the nation right now mm-hmm. in terms of being success. And if you can, you're going to get veteran clubs. Only two teams, there's only one team young as, as young as the Gophers, and that's Wisconsin. Yep. And, 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 and the record shows that everybody else is, is threatened. They are veteran players. They, you know, and so, therefore, you are going against teams – that just they just better than you right now, yep. and you and got I mean, kids, and and you also they 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 lost their bigs. All their bigs got hurt. So you got Rose playing, Rose Michon playing, 
uh, out of her position, basically. She's a better at a four. She's playing a five, and that and she's their best player. So she's marked. So therefore, she's being double team, triple team. And when people not hitting shots, they just keep double and triple teaming her. And so it, it, you know, but there's there's light at the end of the tunnel. But people are going to have to be more patient. And I know that's hard because you're paying. You, yep. You're paying money to see them play. Yep. But you've got to also look at the bigger picture. You've yep. got to look at and stop looking at just tunnel vision. Stop listening to, listen to people like me to tell you that it should be better. And I misspoke. I, I meant to say that they're 9-16 and 16 overall. Um, they have a record of 7-8 at home. So they're, they're, they're not winning at home uh, necessarily, and they're definitely not winning on the road because I think that they won only one game this year away from home. So yeah. it has been an absolute struggle for Lindsey's team. But like, like Ben, uh, Lindsey's my girl, and, and I try to you know, occasionally check in with her to see how she's doing as well. Hey, Charles, yeah, both teams, both teams, are, both teams will be watching match March Madness. Unfortunately, this year, so yep. hopefully, I learn from watching it. Yep. All right. Uh, hey, Charles, I appreciate the time tonight, my man. Thank you, Henry. Always a pleasure. I appreciate it. you. You right. hang in there, and stay safe. All right. Take care. That's Charles Holman from the Minnesota Spokesman Recorder. All right. We'll take a break. Take a look at local weather, and then um, Travis Kelsey had a very interesting thing to say after winning his second Super Bowl. Interesting. We'll get to it next year on The Lake Show. Everybody knows that I came back home from Kansas City. Spent five and a half years there at 610 Sports Radio, which is currently now the home of Kansas City Chiefs football. I was actually there when Travis Kelsey got drafted. Me and my Coles, we were up at training camp when all of that was taking place his rookie season. He got injured uh, during the course of the, um, I think it was against the Saints, in a preseason game, Michael fracture surgery, and that ruined his rookie season. Yeah, I figured the Saints would take somebody out in the preseason. <laughs> and so, but the rest is history. And like, we know how good Travis Kelsey is. Travis Kelsey <laughs> always had swagger. He always, you could, you could tell he was super athletic for, for the position. Um, I didn't think he was going to be this good, though. Like, you can, see, you can see when somebody's got potential, but you can't predict Hall of Fame. No, I, not, I, not for not, especially with somebody that coming out and Josh Klingler mentioned this. Silent reporter mentioned this early yeah. in the show. He said, and he reminded me of this, that he came out and was perceived to have some baggage. Yeah, and 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 this was the deal. I remember this now because so he and his brother Travis out of Cincinnati, right? Mm-hmm. He, there was some maturity issues. That was the cloud over Travis Kelsey. Okay, maturity and. Yeah. Who did Andy Reid draft in Philadelphia? His brother, who's a Hall of Fame center now for the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. He, 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 he picked up the phone and called his brother and said, hey, give me the scoop on your, on your younger brother. And he gave him the lowdown. And that was good enough for Andy Reid. He drafted him. The rest is history. But Travis Kelsey is one of those individuals he likes to manufacture – controversies he <laughs> likes to bring up things and this was said and that was said. And you know what he likes to do he likes to use it as bulletin board material for himself listen to what he had to say um on the uh on the fox broadcast after the kansas city chiefs won the super bowl Man, one of y'all said the Chiefs were going to take it home this year. Not a single one. Feel that. Feel it. 
And on top of that, next time the Chiefs say something, put some respect on our name. All right, so so look, there's a difference here. There's a difference. I see, I see a little bit of his point, a little bit, and this is the little bit of the point, Chris. The little bit is going into the big game, mm-hmm. right? The big game. People had Philadelphia as the the favorite to win it by a point and a half. Yes, by a point and a half. But hold on, up on the up on the set, how many people picked the Chiefs? I think everybody in that Fox pregame. Okay, so them. so I I get what he's saying. But when he comes out and says it in a way of nobody gave us a shot, he's coming off like nobody at all. Nobody in sports, nobody yeah. in, in radio, nobody in television. We shocked the world. You did not shock the world. You got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. Yeah, he, he, You're a he, Hall of Famer yourself. You got Andy Reid. This is not a we shocked the world moment. No, it's not. My wife is... From Missouri. She grew up a Chiefs fan. My father-in-law is still an avid Chiefs fan. We had a rooting interest in Kansas City. I had a financial interest in Philadelphia. But I had a rooting interest in Kansas City. And we're sitting there and we're watching it. She even rolled her eyes when he said that. I'm like, you can't do that. You were the preseason favorites in the AFC along with Buffalo. You were maybe the second highest betting favorite. Even after trading Tyreek Hill. You could have the greatest quarterback of all time. Nobody's ever going to count you out because of Patrick Mahomes. Just because the NFL on Fox panel didn't pick you doesn't mean nobody gave you a shot. But great players do like to internalize stuff like Oh, this. I get that. Well, I mean, it's, you mentioned it does it, come across as it, ridiculous, it, though, it, when, it he, when he says it in when, that way. When you say it like that, listen, I love the, the, the Burrowhead my ass comment. I love that when everybody was... <laughs> I dig, I dig, I dug it. I dug it. I like Travis Kelsey. I like his personality. But, like, this is like, dude, you got to rein it back, bro. Like, you really, you got to rein it back. Like, you can, you need to phrase it differently. Because you, you look, you look like an idiot when you say something like that. When he's like, nobody gave us a shot. You didn't pick us. Okay, so the NFL on Fox people didn't. People on the NFL Network did. Nate Burleson, former Vikings wide receiver, nailed everything about it. He nailed the score, nailed the MVP. Like He's like 38, 35 Chiefs. Andy Reid's going to coach a great game. Patrick Mullen's going to be MVP. So it's not like everybody was discounting you. It's like, man, you know, I'm jealous of Kansas City. You know, Green Bay had great quarterbacks. Kansas City goes from Tony Gonzalez to Travis Kelsey. Like, that's not fair. Like, it's so hard to find a tight end like that. But it's like, man, come on, dude. Just rein it back. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Rein it back, bro. I hear you. It does come across a little bit ridiculous, but at the end of the it's day. A whole, it's I mean, you know, Jordan used to do but it. But he's right? right, though. Nobody on, the, nobody on that particular broadcast <laughs> that day picked them to win. They didn't. And how many of them were right? But for him to say, nobody gave us a shot. Nobody come, gave Travis. us a shot. Oh, man, I got Patrick Mahomes, Travis. Andy well, Reid, man. Wait till you hear the parade tomorrow. No, he's man. probably going to go way off. I think he, you ask you ask Josh if he's pre-gaming. I think Travis Kelsey's pre-gaming right now, dude. You know he probably is. Oh, you know he's already. I, I mean he's he's so lit he could light up the power and light district by himself right now. I got two questions for Chris on the other side of a final break, and for anybody that would like to react on the text line at six five one four six one nine two two six. These are the two questions. 
Is there any upside to being single on Valentine's Day, number one? And the second question, if you are in a relationship, is today more about romance or just more about the appreciation for the person that you're in a relationship with? We get to that next year on the link. Is there any upside to being single on Valentine's Day? 651-461-9226. And also, if you're in a relationship, is today more about romance or more about just the appreciation of the person you're in a relationship with? So I'll ask the second one first. Because you're not single, you are happily married. Yes, I am happily married. Have been for... Fourteen and a half years. It's a good run. Yeah. It's, uh, is today more continue. is to, today more about romance or is it about just appreciating your spouse? I got to be honest. It's not really about either. Like really? Yeah. We don't really. Valentine's Day is really not a big deal. No, no, no. That's not that's that's not what I'm asking you. I'm not saying. Do you do you celebrate Valentine's Day or do you not do or do you not just ignore it? That's no, no. That's not the point. Okay, is the, in the spirit for you with Valentine's Day, not about whether you celebrate it. We know today is Valentine's Day. When you think about it, or you're dealing with it with your partner, spouse, um, is it about the romance and? A candlelight dinner and, you know, giving your wife a spa day or whatever the whatever you want to do. Is it about that or is it just about the appreciation that you have for the love that they have for you or you have for them? So I, I, I do wonder about that. Now, I'll answer the other question myself about is there any upside to being single? Mm-hmm. I ask that question because I truly don't know. I am single. I don't feel like there's any upside. Now, the obvious upside that people will say is they'll say, "Well, you're you're single, so you don't have to you have to pay for dinner, or you don't have to buy flowers, you don't have to do this, or you don't have to do that." You know. But then you got to deal with, well, you are probably alone for the day. Yeah, I, I mean, to me, I, I guess to to kind of go back to it. It's it's about appreciating. You know, we don't fourteen I mean, years. Fourteen years. I mean, we're just kind of. You better appreciate your wife. Well, we we do. I mean, I appreciate her. She appreciates me. You know. I mean, we don't. Again, we, we just kind of treat it like any other day. It's weird. It's like we don't really think of Valentine like no cards. I mean, I got her some chocolate. I got her some chocolate. My daughter some chocolate. See, you got to see. That's, there you go. That's the extent. That's the extent of it. Though. No romance tonight. <laughs> no, she got to get up in the morning, and I'm watching basketball. I mean, we both win. I mean, you don't have to watch basketball. You can go rub her feet. No, I watch basketball. It's cool. You can give her a massage. No, she's sleeping. She got to get up early in the morning. See, when you're when you get how do you know to- she don't want to get touched? <laughs> Been married for 14 years. <laughs> Oh, let's go to Brock and Osio. Brock, what you got to say, my man? Hey, Henry. Uh, divorced in 2000. Every year, I go to Texas Roadkill and uh, slather down a 16-ounce prime rib, medium rare. I 
walk up and all these couples are standing around looking really upset because they're <laughs> way beyond their reservation. And I walk right in. I sit down at the bar. <laughs> within five minutes, within five minutes, I've got a 16-ounce sirloin smothered with mushrooms and two side orders of mushrooms. And I'm sitting there going, yep, I'm celebrating my <laughs> you're You're celebrating being single on Valentine's Day, huh? Hell yeah. I mean, and, and I, I usually get off at 1 o'clock. I'm a 34-year uh, employee, and this year they got some stuff goofed up, and I had to work till 8.30, and I took a bite out of my sandwich, and I'm, I'm going, wait a minute. I got sirloin that I got to go get. So literally <laughs> I'm, I, I, I stopped home. I threw on a different uh, sweatshirt, and I'm um, heading out the door as we speak. There's the door. And uh, I'm heading over, to, uh, heading over to Coon Rapids, and I'm going to enjoy the, the best meal every year. It's kind of an acknowledgement. I lived with her for nine years, married for 12, you know, and, and it's like, you know, we butted heads and everything else. And, you know, I tried the online dating thing for three years, and it's like, wait a minute. You know, everybody's got tapes playing in the back of their mind, that, you know, previous marriages and stuff. You say one single thing wrong. Uh, for a quick example, I was on Facebook and I, or I, I, I friended this uh, lady that we went out seven times or several times, and I, uh, I, I, I look at her Facebook, which is kind of a mistake that you do that because you see all the warts and stuff. All she has is three pictures, so I take and I crop these pictures and I send them to her in a text. I say, "Look what I found online. Such a lovely lady." And her reply was, "What are you looking up things about me on the internet for?" <laughs> There, there's those shadows. There's those, you know, so really, is it worth it? No, I, I, I don't have to answer to anybody. I, 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 now I'm in my car. Here's the horn. We're heading over to Texas. And uh, I called them. I called Texas Roadkill, and, I, and they said, oh, we're, we're swamped, man. We, we aren't even taking anybody. We're, we're, turning, we're turning everybody away. We're, we're uh, you know, there's no room at the end. And I says, I'm single. I'm coming there myself. I'm going to come in and hang at the bar. Oh, well, you probably can sit yourself at the bar then. Yeah, come on over. And I kind of talked to him about, you know, the same thing. You know, I've been without. And and uh, he said, yeah, that, that's, that, I like that because he's probably haggard from all the, you know, <laughs> Texas Roadhouse is, is a good place. But uh, their sirloins are killer. And I, I'm heading over there now. Hey, until 10 o'clock. Hey, Brock. Hey, man, have have so much fun tonight when you get over there, bro. Enjoy the uh, Enjoy the meal. Hey, you the real MVP. You're the real MVP tonight. I'm telling you right now. And call anytime. You are welcome to call the Lake Show anytime. I, I was going to open up the, the conversation with a uh, longtime caller, first-time listener. I used to do it with Bob Yates years ago. <laughs> we love it, Brock. I appreciate it, my man. Take care, guys. All right, take yep. care. That's awesome. Man, Brock is living his best life. Dude, now I'm jealous. Dude's oh, good. Dude. That's call of the year. Man, that's a good Valentine's Day when you are smothered in mushrooms. Oh my God! That sounded so bad. You just made it dirty. Oh my God! That sounded so bad. It was better, you know. uh, Screw it. I'm done. Anyway, all right. We're back at it tomorrow. The Timberwolves are not in action. They're not back in action until Thursday. We'll talk to you at 6 p.m. here on the Lake Show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 